0: talking about learn to trust me. Um this is just an amazing really it's just a testimony of trusting God today. Amen. Mixed in with a me- with, with a message. Um but the Lord spoke those words to me. He says, "I want to teach you to trust me when I say something." I mean, I'm a pastor, you know, so you would think I would, you know, trust him and I do. But we all have that fight of faith sometimes, right? (laughs) When God says something and it takes some time, or circumstances say something else, you know? (laughs) And so God spoke to me, um, and I'm going to tell you a story along with the message, but God spoke to me these words in the midst of what it looked like was impossible. So I'm going to be sharing today. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Like, don't give any ounce of any part of your heart to trusting in your thoughts, your worries, your concerns. He says, with all of your heart, lean not to your own understanding. Don't look at what it looks like. Lean not to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge what he said. What did he say? And he will make straight your path. Today, I want to share with you that God wants us to learn to trust him, to believe and act upon his word, word um, and not lean so much to our own circumstances or our feelings or what the world is saying or what even family might be saying. Um, but if God said it, that settles it. Like, you believe it. Amen. I think we need to get back to to realizing sometimes when we struggle and have a fight of faith, to realizing that we serve the God that causes the impossible to be possible. We need to remind ourselves that this is the God that parted the Red Sea, that created the heavens and the earth, that raised the dead, that cast out devils, that heals the sick, amen. We serve the God that makes the impossible possible. Possible in Mark 10 27, Jesus looked at them and he said, With man, this is impossible. He's like, I know this looks impossible. I know what I'm saying with man is impossible. I know what I'm telling you that by my stripes you were healed, but the doctor's saying otherwise, I know that into man is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. God wants us to take our cares, our worries, our concerns, our thoughts, our anxieties about how is this possible? He wants to take us to take those and cast those cares upon him. And let him work out the details. How many times, I'm sure we're all on the boat, how many times has God spoken something to you and you tried to figure it out? <laughs> we need to just learn to take him at his word. We need to learn that he is able and he will deliver us. You know? We need to learn that he supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And here's the thing that I that I'm really teaching today is especially. When he gives you a rhema word, when he gives you a spoken word, a word that comes out of the, the scripture and speaks directly to you, it's alive. That's a rhema word. When he speaks a word like that, it's done. And we are not to waver. We are not to be moved. We are not to worry. If those worries start to come, if those thoughts start to come, you're to cast those cares upon the Lord because he cares for you and let him be the one to work out the details. So my story today has to do with all that. First Peter 5, 7, cast all your cares upon me, your anxieties upon me, because I care for you. So Clayton and I, You know, we were coming up on 20 years on January 12th, and, um, you know, we've been saving for a while. You guys blessed us for Christmas, and then we had been saving. We had a separate savings account in a different bank, so we wouldn't touch it. You know how that is. If it's really easily accessed, it's going to deplete. So we had this special savings account we were saving up, and so we are going to go on this really nice vacation for 20 years to Hawaii. And... um, you know, with the times that we're in, they wanted a negative COVID test to be able to even board the plane to go to Hawaii. And uh, in the season that we're in, it's cold season, flu season, says says the world, says the natural circumstances, whatever. So, <laughs> and you know, we all deal with it and we all, you know, fight through it and, and you know, um, come out of it. Amen. Yeah. So anyways... So it's the Wednesday before the trip, and we left, you know, last, you know, two Wednesdays ago, whatever the case. Anyways, we're supposed to leave the next Wednesday, and it's the Wednesday before that Wednesday. I'm dealing with symptoms. It doesn't look good. <laughs> you know, you didn't see me that Wednesday. And, and if it was anything, then you know, I'm quarantining myself for the five days or whatever. Anyways, so it's looking sad, it's not looking good. I wasn't feeling that great, and uh, I, just come, I just came to Clayton, and he was feeling fine at the time, but I came to Clayton, and I was like, can we pray in agreement, <laughs> you know, because the Bible says any two of you agreeing on anything, it'll be done of our Father which is in heaven, can we stand on that scripture and actually believe in agreement that this is going to happen? Because it's a desire of our heart. And God says he gives us the desires of our hearts. I said, it's so supernatural how, because we own a timeshare, it's so supernatural how this specific timeshare opened up on our anniversary. like, And it's so supernatural how we got plane tickets for $300. That is insane to go to Hawaii. It's usually 800 per ticket. So I know God's already working in our favor. So I know that it's his will. So can we just pray in agreement? And he's like, okay. So we pray in agreement. And that's, you know the Tuesday before we were about to leave. So come Wednesday, I'm spending some time with the Lord and something real supernatural happens. <laughs> I wasn't focusing on it. Of course, I was, my mind and circumstances were saying the opposite of that we're going to be able to go, okay. But I wasn't focusing on it. I was just going to spend time with the Lord and all of a sudden, out of my spirit came a very strong tongues and interpretation. And it doesn't happen all the time when I'm in my private time. I get this really strong tongues, and I know that it's a tongues interpretation because it's not my tongue. And so I asked the Holy Spirit for um, the interpretation so my understanding may be fruitful. And this tongue was really strange and strong, and then it went into, like, a tongues song, okay? And I was like, oh, wow, what is this, you know? So I asked for the interpretation, and out came this interpretation. I don't have it all down here, but he said, basically, he said... Because you have asked an agreement, you will receive, and your joy will be full. And then (laughs) it was so weird and so awesome because I actually got the interpretation of the song, and it was really, like, (laughs) funny-sounding, but it was praises to you, Lord. For you are faithful. Praises to you, Lord, for you are good. Praises to you, Lord, for you answer. I felt like I was an Israelite singing praises like the way they sang the praises in, um, in the time of Moses, you know. So, so I'm singing praises to him in my tongue that he's going to answer this prayer and that he's faithful in, in all this. And uh, so I knew that I knew that I knew on Wednesday before, even though we had circumstances, that this was going to happen via. spoken word of God, okay? So we can believe God at his word, period, with the written word, but when God just decides to give you a spoken rhema word, it's like a done deal, but you're still going to have a fight of faith to lay hold of that thing, and so we did. (laughs) Um, Circumstances, you know, may stand in your way and And according to all human standards, it might still seem impossible that we serve a God that makes the impossible possible. Amen. So it was a fight of faith um, to believe that word. And it was a fight of faith to even plan and be excited. And if you know me, Clayton knows me, um, I get excited before a trip and I love to pack and I love to plan. And, and like a month before, I had planned excursions and, and, and things like that and purchased them and, and all that kind of stuff because you have to do that. But, um, but when it came down to the week of and I'm dealing with this fight of faith, it was hard to be excited, hard to pack and all that. But I was, even to the point, it got to this point. And I'm sharing all this with you to share with you, we need to learn to trust His Word. (laughs) Um, Anyways, we got down to even the point of thoughts of making ulterior plans, alternative plans, meaning like ones that don't need a negative test. Okay? (laughs) We started those thoughts, and I got like a, a check in my spirit, you know? Like, because our thoughts were, like, we can board and get on a plane to, to um, Dallas because that's where we have to stop and port to go to Hawaii. And if, you know, we don't have tests or negative tests, then, then we can just hang out in Dallas. We've never been there. <laughs> um, that was our plan, our agenda, our worry, our concern on how we would work it out but was that what we prayed in agreement for? Was that what God spoke to us about? No. So that would be doubt. That would be unbelief, what we were planning. So, and let me just say this, that the devil will try all means possible to get you to doubt and disbelieve the spoken word of God, because he wants you to do without the blessing of God. He wants you to do without whatever it is that God has spoken to you. He wants you to do without, so then, therefore, you no longer believe God. And so, so we're dealing with this fight of faith, and um, but God wants us to learn to trust him. So now, fast forward, it's about almost a week later, I'm totally fine, you know, all that, but now, all of a sudden, Clayton's dealing with symptoms, and if you didn't notice, he wasn't here. He was, you know, quarantining to keep you all safe and all that, but... So now he's dealing with symptoms. I'm like, oh. Um, And so it's like even a stronger fight of faith. Now we're at Tuesday after, and it's the day before we're supposed to leave. We, you know, according to them, they want you to test 72 hours before you leave. So we had gone on Sunday. Guess when he started his symptoms? Monday. And so, um, so we went on Sunday and tests, and they're supposed to take 24 to 48 hours to come in, and the the flight doesn't want you to take the test more than 72 hours before you leave. Well, guess what happens? Monday passes, Tuesday passes, and now we're Wednesday when we're supposed to leave. Not only do we have no negative tests, we have no tests at all coming back to us. Totally impossible. We're not even supposed to be able to board the plane with no test result at all. Okay? Okay. So we can board the Milwaukee one, but just not the second one. Anyways, so the Lord on Tuesday night is the night before, and we're at Glory Culture. I'm, I went to Glory Culture, and I'm just like, okay, we're packed for a tropical vacation. <laughs> and we might be in Dallas where it's, you know, 50, 60. It's kind of nice, but I'm not going to be wearing shorts, you know. Anyways, so we're packed for this. And in and, and fact, that in that scenario, which we had... <laughs> pre-planned in our heads and try to work things out for God. Um, (laughs) Just being truthful. Um, Our luggage would have actually gone to Hawaii, so we'd have no clothes. So pretty much we'd be shopping the whole time for me because (laughs) I would need clothes. But anyways, so that was just, was not a good plan. And so at Glory Culture, this is when God spoke this to me. I mean, I sat down, we, you know, open up and, and, and welcome the Holy Spirit. And as soon as I sit down, what do I hear the Lord say so, so clearly? He downloaded all these scriptures to me and what I'm talking about today. He said, I want to teach you to trust me when I say something. And I was like, I knew right away what he was dealing with me about. And I was like, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent because I got into doubt and unbelief when he gave me this rhema word, this spoken word, this tongues and interpretation, that not only would we go as an answer to our prayer, but that we would be singing praises to him and rejoicing. Because we would know that it was God who worked it out. Amen? So let me see through my tears where, where I am. So I knew according to his word, what was going to happen, but yet the fight of faith, you know, kicks in and and, in circumstances tell you otherwise and and whatever. So am I going to believe the circumstances? It totally looks like this. Or am I going to believe God? I mean, we're down to the wire. It's the day before no results, no anything, you know, And, and the thing is, is if we would have gotten a positive result that we had something, then that would say, no, you can't go. Either way, we had no way of going, no way of knowing, except God, except God said so. So Tuesday comes, and God speaks to me, and he says, I want you to learn to trust me when I say something. Trust me when I say something. You know, and you think about it, Abraham had some ulterior plans. To try to work things out it didn't work out so well you know and and that's kind of what we were doing and so we repented or I repented and asked God to forgive me and uh because I'm the one who is really planning all that and <laughs> the planner um so God says that to me and then he says kept, keeps talking to me and he says I want you to trust and believe despite circumstances So how many times has God spoken something to you, but everything else looks contrary? He doesn't care what it looks like. He wants you to trust and believe. Look at Abraham and Sarah. Everyone was probably laughing if they spoke what God spoke to them. That's the time to hide it in your heart. (laughs) They needed to trust God despite circumstances. They needed to not help God out because God's more than able. (laughs) And that's how we need to be, no matter, and then he said this, no matter what comes your way, now he's speaking this to me on Tuesday, the day before, he wants me to settle it in my heart, it's going to happen, no matter what comes your way, no matter what things look like, my word always remains, and yes, his written word, but I'm talking like today, this is about his spoken word, when he says something to you, specifically that settles it. And obviously, it's going to line up with the word anyways, okay? But no matter what comes your way, no matter what things look like, he says, my word always remains. And I'm just saying things he said to me that night. Believe me, he said, have confidence that what I said is coming to pass. You're taking him at his word. You're not going to believe anything contrary. No matter what it looks like, And Phyllis, you started preaching this this morning. (laughs) Seems to be a kind of common thing that God pre-preaches everything. Um, Believe and have confidence that what I said is coming to pass. In other words, what he was telling me that night, the night before we're supposed to leave with no results, he said, get excited. He said, start planning. He said, start daydreaming. What are you going to do when you're there? Why? Because someone who's going would be doing exactly that. I had stopped allowing myself to be excited, to plan, or prepare for what God had spoken to me about because of circumstances. Yeah. And, you know, you might say, well, that's, you know, I mean, it's just something that happens, no big deal, you know, it's, it's the season, blah, blah, blah. But God said, Am I going to believe circumstances, or am I going to believe someone trying to nicely encourage me but put my faith down, <laughs> or am I going to believe God? Not that anybody did that. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes people mean well, but they're really not building your faith. <laughs> if God said something, boom, that settles it. Amen? Isaiah 55, 11, he says, my word shall not return unto me void. It will accomplish what I said. We need to settle it in our hearts. When God speaks something to you, I don't care if it was 20 years ago or if it was yesterday, if he said it, that settles it. Take him at his word and trust that he is able, whether it looks totally impossible, he is able to fulfill that word. And no matter what it looks like, it's coming to pass. And my faith is built, actually, in James 1, it says, let patience have its perfect work. For when when it's over, you're going to be entire, needing nothing. When your faith is tested, you're going to get built up in faith. Do you know that after, and I'll share more, but you know that after this week and after seeing what God did, that I'm convinced every single thing that he has spoken to me is coming to pass. Because it's so simple for him. He makes the impossible possible. He said this, you've got to see it with the eye of faith, that which has been spoken to you. When he speaks something to you, you need to meditate on it. You need to daydream about it. You need to think upon it. You need to speak it. You need to declare it. You need to thank him for it. And just like he had me praising him before it happened that it was happening. So he said, so faith sees that which he speaks with the eye of faith. You can meditate on it. You can daydream about it, about when it comes to pass, because it's coming to pass. So I started to do that. I mean, I only had a day left. I was in about a week of wavering and planning other things. (laughs) I'm just being honest, because we've all been there, you know, circumstances said otherwise. But the Lord spoke to me so clearly that Wednesday before and then reiterated it on Tuesday. I want to teach you to trust me. He said, so so he said this all to me Tuesday, and I started to think about it then. I started to allow myself to daydream about it, and I stopped making other plans. <laughs> I came home, and Clayton wasn't in that service where God's speaking to me, and he's like, just give me the lowdown here. What's gonna happen if we don't go? Do you have something booked for Dallas? <laughs> and I was like, not going there. I got, I got a little angry and I was just like, just believe God. And I marched upstairs because I didn't want to give place to anything, you know. When God just reiterated everything He spoke to me, I was just like, no. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, now faith is confidence. It's confidence. It's it's assurance that you can rely on God's word and what he said. It's confidence. Now, faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance or confidence or certainty about what we do not yet see. When God speaks something, faith believes it before he sees it. Faith has certainty and confidence that what God said he is able and will fulfill. That's what God says faith is. So that's really when he says, I want to teach you to learn to trust me when I say something. He says, I want to teach you to learn to stay in faith when I say something. And have assurance, have certainty in your heart that what I say is coming to pass. Amen. Hallelujah. So much so that he says in Isaiah 43, 26, he says, put me in remembrance of what I have said. So what did I do? I'm not going to share them with you today, but I made a big old list of things that God has spoken to me to put him in remembrance. And I'm excited because he is faithful to watch over his word and perform it. His word does not return unto him void. If he says it, that settles it. Amen? Remind God. Remember together. Think about. Speak about. Daydream about what he has spoken and imagine it coming to pass. Because it shall, if he spoke it to you, he will make it good. Amen? Amen? I was about to say Abraham and said (laughs) Aham. Just as Abraham looked into the stars and God gave him a visual a vision something to daydream about this is how many children you'll have well he's talking to someone who is over a hundred years old his wife is barren can't have kids besides that if she wasn't she's 90 something (laughs) impossible but God so God gives him a visual something to focus on, something to meditate on, something to declare and speak to himself. I'm a father of many nations. I have so many children that they cannot be numbered. What has God spoken to you? You need to allow yourself, cast those cares, those worries, those anxieties, those thoughts that are not God, cast them upon the Lord and let him work out the details. And start daydreaming, start thinking about what if, not what if, but when this happens, what's it going to look like? And start allowing yourself to have faith and see with the eye of faith, you with that thing in hand, whatever he's spoken to you. Hallelujah. Habakkuk 2, 2 and 3. God wants us to write the vision, make it plain, and when doing this, it really gives you an opportunity to meditate on it, to see it with the eye of faith. He said, write the answer plainly or the vision plainly on tablets so that the runner who, um, a runner can carry it or he who reads may run, depending on the version you're reading. This vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be in the end it will be fulfilled even if it seems slow at coming wait patiently for it for it will surely come to pass and it will not be delayed In other words no matter how long you think it's taken or if it, you think it's taken too long or you think that all oh, circumstances say otherwise or whatever God says don't worry about it just write the vision keep meditating on it keep thanking me for it Surely it will be fulfilled and it will not be delayed. I'm going to make sure it happens. It's not our job to help God out. Unless he tells you specifically to do something and you're a co-worker together with God. But otherwise, your job is to have faith and set your hand to that faith. Believe it. Meditate on it. Speak it. Declare it. Amen. So the Lord spoke to me. He says, press into it and look for it. Get a vision for it. This is for you. Whatever God's spoken to you, press into it. Meditate on it. Think upon it. Look into it. Get a vision for it. See it with the eye of faith. Everything I have spoken to you shall come to pass. So what did I do? I made a list. Remember we were talking about the new year. You had asked the Lord and I had asked the Lord. What do you have for this new year? Everybody does that. But the Lord said, everything that I have spoken that you have yet to see is still my plan. So he wanted me to go over everything over the last year, what he has spoken that I haven't yet seen. That's what his plan is for the new year. <laughs> and so, But really, that's what I did then. I wrote down all the things that he has spoken, and I started to close my eyes and meditate on each individual thing. And speak and declare, these things are coming to pass. Thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord, that you spoke this. You're going to make it good. You're going to watch over this word to perform it. Sometimes when he speaks something, if we don't write it down, if we don't meditate on it, we don't speak it, we forget all about it. And God needs something to work with. The Bible says we're co-workers together with God. Us co-working together with God is us setting our hand to something. Because faith without works is dead. So if we don't set our hand to getting a vision about it, speaking about it, meditating on it, then we're not setting our hand to anything. Our faith is dead. Because faith without works is dead. It's like you believe it, but not enough to set your hand to anything. Like, I believe God spoke to me last Wednesday that we're going to go, but not enough to just stop making plans if something doesn't work out. And he corrected me that Tuesday, and I had to stop making those plans. And I repented, and I'm like, okay, I believe you. I believe you. So then this question arose in my heart. um, This was just yesterday. As I I was... um, meditating on all this stuff he's telling me I said Lord I asked the Lord what about um, let me just read it right off here when I asked the Lord the reasons for some words that he has given me about people that have yet to been to be fulfilled his response was this because we all have that we have questions about things he has spoken why has it yet to be fulfilled why hasn't it come to pass if it was you you know, first of all, we stand in the way if we're in doubt and unbelief. Let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. So we stand in the way. But then the second thing is what God says his response was to me. He said, when God gives a word, you have to believe it, you have to receive it, you have to set your hand to it so that he can bless it. So you see, it doesn't stop at just him speaking the word to you. It took me partnering together with him, speaking the word. I acted on the word. We prayed in agreement. But then he spoke the word to me. I believed it. I, by, by this tongue's interpretation, I, he was speaking over me that I'd be rejoicing, but I, I did it ahead of time, and I was rejoicing. Then I had to get out of that doubt and unbelief, and I had to start making plans as if it's going to happen. I had to set my hand to something. This was me setting my hand to. He told me, start seeing yourself there. What are you going to do? So I started seeing a sailboat. (laughs) I started seeing just different things and thanking him that this is happening. Okay? So he doesn't want us just to receive a prophetic word or receive a spoken word by the Holy Spirit or an illumination of the word when he speaks to you, a rhema word from the word of God, and just stop there. If you want to see it fulfilled and manifested in your life, you got to just not just hear it and receive it or believe it. You got to set your hand to it. How do you do that? By meditating on it, by speaking on it, by not getting into doubt and unbelief, by settling on it. That's you partnering together with God. Amen. Hallelujah. So again, I'm talking about the rhema word of God when God speaks directly to your heart. We need to believe it, receive it, act on it, no matter what the circumstance is. If we hadn't stopped, or I, hadn't stopped believing his word, or if we hadn't believed his word and we hadn't stopped the planning for an alternate trip, if we had unpacked, if we had booked a different hotel, even after God spoke, we probably wouldn't have gone on the trip. Well, God spoke it, but we had to be coworkers together with God. And he says, I need you to learn to trust me when I say something. Well, somebody who trusts, somebody who has faith is convinced. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence or assurance of things not yet seen. You're convinced God's word, his final say. And you're going to go with that over circumstance. Deuteronomy 15.10, the Lord, and I'm showing you here that the Lord needs something to work with. He says, the Lord your God will bless you in all the work, in all your work, and in everything you put your hand to. So When you put your hand to believing his word, settling on it, that means you're going to correspond with actions. You're not going to plan ulterior plans. You're not going to think ulterior things. If you start to think those things, you're going to cast those on the Lord. Nope, God said this, not going to believe that, not going to go that direction. You must believe and set your hand to it so he can bless it. So let's just take another thing that God has spoken to me, and I think you all know this one. Uh, Many years ago, God showed me through a vision and spoke to me so many times, you have a worldwide ministry, okay? I believe it, okay? Um, Circumstances along the way might have said no, but I believe it. Now, opportunity presents itself like what we do, what we're doing in Pakistan that's worldwide now if i didn't take that opportunity that's me being in doubt that's me not setting my hand to something and then therefore god couldn't bless it we wouldn't see all these souls being saved people being baptized in the holy spirit people being healed it's it's beyond our imagination that god can do that over the internet <laughs> you know like how It's not always in the way that you planned or you thought, not to say that it's not going to expand to more, but I'm just saying that would be doubt. So when God tells you to work together with him, he needs something to work with. So he says, I'll bless what you set your hand to. So if I'm not not setting my hand to this at least, how is he going to bless me with what he has spoken to me about? So what is he speaking to you? James 1, 6 and 7 says this. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. So ask in faith, not doubting. Ask in faith, not giving thoughts to circumstance. Ask in faith and have certainty that God will and is able to perform. Amen? You must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. I'm so thankful for God's mercy and correction, that, that even though I got into a, about a week of that teetering <laughs> because of circumstances, he corrected me. He said, I need to teach you to learn to trust me. And I realized what I was doing, and I you know surrendered and, and got back on track. I had to repent. From thinking about or making other plans, God corrected me and He said, "Start daydreaming as if you're going and what you're going to do there." Easy, right? Well, not when there's circumstances involved. <laughs> but I did it. James two twenty six. He tells us, "Faith without works is dead." Well, that was my corresponding action. He told me to do that, so my corresponding action was stop making plans for another plan. And start daydreaming that you're going. Remember, we took our test on Sunday. This is Tuesday. This is three days later. It was supposed to be in the day before. Not only that, I'm over it, but Clayton's having some kind of symptoms. So we need negative tests, results, and we have neither. (laughs) And we're supposed to go 6 a.m. the next morning, so there's no time. But God. So that was my action of faith hallelujah, and we heard from God a ram, a word, a spoken word. It wasn't just like the desire of my heart, and I like spoke out a word because of a desire, because sometimes we can kind of, we could make up something, but no, I knew this was like a tongue's interpretation. It came out of nowhere. I was just spending time with the Lord, and it was so different and strong. This is the word we acted on, John 16, 24. He says, ask anything in my name, And you will receive it, and you will have abundant joy. And this is what he showed me. He's like, because you've asked, you're going to receive it. And then he said, and you will give praises to me. Abundant joy sings praises. (laughs) And it was just a funny, interesting song that came out of my heart to the Lord. I didn't tell Clayton any of that. (laughs) um hallelujah i didn't tell him that i got that tongues or anything like that but he was you know going along with me with whatever plans we had but god spoke that to us in numbers 23 19 it says god is not a man so he does not lie he is not human so he doesn't change his mind has he ever spoken and failed to act has he ever promised and not carried it through well sometimes it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Sometimes it might not seem like it's going to happen in the way that you thought it should happen. But he never speaks a spoken word of God and doesn't carry it through. When he spoke that to Abraham, it was impossible. But God carried it through. When he spoke about Moses, who can't even speak, that he was going to be the deliverer, God carried it through. When he spoke to to Mary that she was going to have a son and she's never had relations. <laughs> she had a son. God makes the impossible possible. When he speaks something, he makes it good, and we need to settle on that. He's not a liar. So back to the story. We have no test results. It's the morning of. We need negative test results. I'm totally fine. Clayton's still having some symptoms on some medicine and stuff. Um. Here we are at Milwaukee. Oh. <laughs> a little highlight. Clayton has dentures or a partial. You might know that because sometimes he forgets them. We're on our way to Hawaii. A nice, nice vacation for our 20 year anniversary. We're 10 minutes from the airport, 6 a.m. in the morning, something like that. And Ethan's bringing us. So it's like a long truck for him because he's never given a ride to the airport. And We get almost there, and Clayton goes, oh, no. And he's driving us in Ethan's car. And I was like, what? And he smiles at me. (laughs) And I was like, you're kidding. I thought he was totally joking because you know how he jokes. You're kidding. I was like, and he's like, no, I'm not. And I was like, you're totally kidding. Stop it. No, I'm not. (laughs) And I was just like. You know, you get to the airport for two hours ahead of time for this reason. And so we paid Ethan. Well, he owes us every month for his insurance. We're teaching him some responsibility. So he pays us for his insurance. And I said, you don't have to pay us February if you'll go all the way back home, get dad's teeth, and bring them all the way back here. <laughs> so he had teeth on the trip. So thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but anyway, so we are at Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Still no results. Still totally impossible. Carol knew. She had the prayer team on it. You know, I had one other friend um, who was at Glory Culture the night before and, you know, I told her the situation. I was like, I need a prayer of agreement. Like, I need more agreement here. I need whatever, mountains to be removed. (laughs) I need something. And I was like, God said, you know. So anyways, I got back in faith and I had these people praying in agreement with me. We're at the desk in Milwaukee and we're checking in. And the la- I get all these little glimpses of hope, and the lady's like, it doesn't say on my computer that you need a, t- a test result to get to Hawaii. And I was just like, well, on, on Hawaii's, like, government site, it says you definitely need her. You're going to be quarantined for 14 days, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, we don't want to be just staying over there in some motel, you know. Anyways, but we check in, and, you know, they're looking into it, and they're like, well, they'll know more in Dallas. And I'm just like, Ugh. So anyways, we check in, we get ready to board the Milwaukee flight to Dallas, and I was like, Clayton, I told Clayton, I turned to him, I said, I don't know why, I was like, I have so much peace, like I couldn't worry if I wanted to. And he's like, I do too. And here right now we have Ethan running all the way home, and I was like, we still have so much peace, like we're not bickering or anything, it's just peace. I'm like, sums up, sums up. I was like, God's gonna do this. I was like, I don't know how, I don't know when, but he's gonna do it. <laughs> I could have break out into song there, but I just knew that I knew God was up to something. And so we board the plane, still don't know anything. Nothing. And we get and land in Dallas. Nobody told us this stuff either. We get and land in Dallas, and it's not on the website, it's not on American Airlines, it's not in Hawaii, nothing. We land in Dallas and we tell them, when we land, we go to the desk and we say, we're supposed to board in two hours. I said, our test results did not come in. What do we do? They're like, oh, well, there's, there's testing. They just set up a testing thing downstairs in Dallas airport. And you know these test results take 24 to 48 hours to come back. But this, for some reason, because the lab is right there, they don't take no 48 hours. They take one hour. Well, this gave Clayton an extra, what, three days to recover from who knows what. We go, get our, we go, and there's no line. We take the test, and they both come back negative. I was like, that's why we, t- we took a picture, and we have negative results 15 minutes before we're supposed to board an airplane to Hawaii. Hallelujah. I know, I'm not like bragging on our trip. We saved and we planned and all that for this. But it was impossible. But God said. And when God says something, he makes the impossible possible. With man, this is impossible. But with God, and then he just covers the whole list of things, all things are possible. When he speaks something to you, you need to settle it in your heart, come into agreement with it, receive it, set your hand to it, and let him figure out how he's going to work it out. Don't try to help him out. Because when we try to help him out, that's doubt and unbelief. Let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. So stay in faith. Allow yourself to daydream about it. Allow yourself to think on it. Allow yourself. It's not stupid. It's faith. Faith believes things before it can see it. That's what he says faith is. Hallelujah. God is not a man, so he doesn't lie. When he speaks, he never fails to act. He always carries it through. Now, we can act on the whole word of God, but what I'm talking specifically today about is a spoken rhema word of God. If God has spoken something to you about the plan he has for you, if he's he's given you a prophetic word that you know it bore witness with you, it bears witness with the word of God, and you're holding on to this, you know, and like for me, you know, 15 years go by and finally like this opportunity with Pakistan, and I believe this is hugely part of what he showed me In front of a crowd in another country seeing a harvest of souls come in i totally believe that this is what that is but like i said sometimes we try to figure it out help god out do it in a different way uh gripe and complain or whatever and we're not going to see anything happen from the lord because he blesses what we set our hand to and if you're setting your hand to something that's in line and in faith with what he spoke he will make sure it comes to pass We could have so easily canceled that trip. We could have so easily made other plans because the circumstances said no way. It's the only place in the entire United States that there's a testing site like that. The one that we went to in Dallas. So circumstances as far as what we are going through physically said no. Circumstances as far as our test results coming in says no. Our thoughts, bombardment, said no. (laughs) God is able. Amen? And if you think about every single word, every single story in the word of God, all of it was totally, ridiculously impossible. Jesus being born, water from a rock, the dividing of the Red Sea, Jericho, walls falling, all of it's impossible. So when God speaks something, it's not always something you can figure out how it's going to happen. But God wants you to trust, learn to trust me, he says, when I say something. I hope that you get it. I hope that you, you see that you're supposed to believe it, yes, when he speaks it. Receive it into your heart. And set your hand to it so that he can bless it and you can see it come to pass. Amen? So make a list you know concerning everything that he has spoken maybe last year or maybe over years and you still have yet to see these things fulfilled i'm talking about those rhema words those things that he has spoken to your heart that you know he spoke but you have yet to see write a list Make that vision plain and begin to meditate on it. Begin to see with the eye of faith. What does that mean? He showed uh, Abraham those stars. So he wants you to think about, daydream about, allow yourself to think about how will this look when I have it in hand. He wants you to do that. It's the meditation of your heart is what it is. It, It builds your faith. You start seeing with the eye of faith you start walking in faith and you'll see it come to pass I, I pray that that testimony builds your faith today amen hallelujah I had to share I was like I posted with that picture and I was like you are gonna hear about this on Sunday morning hallelujah because it's too good God I had to give him give him praise and thanksgiving because we had a supernatural blessed time i mean it was just nothing went wrong it was so peaceful so awesome so praise the lord we're so happy to be back here and testifying of god's faithfulness um we're gonna get ready to give give our regular tithes and offerings to the lord and uh, just ask god what he'd have you give remember he likes a cheerful giver not a grudging giver so just ask the lord he'd have you give whether it's your tithe or whether it's your offering and make sure that you're doing it as heartily unto the lord and um not you know it's not to please man it's it's for the lord. So